This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe. New outside bar, now open on match days. And a very well welcome to the Wednesday Week, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast. That is, to be fair, far more upbeat than I am actually feeling. Um, <laughs> with me on the line today, we have uh, Mr. Davies, first of all. Richie, how been? How's it you? Uh, I'm all right, yeah. I'm kind of not as depressed as I was um, about a week ago, but, you know, it's... Uh... Life's all right. Life's not bad, thank you very much. To be fair, it's took us a while to get together to do this, hasn't it? Because yes. uh, if we'd have done it straight away, it would have been a very different start to the show, I hope. Oh, it would have been doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on the line, we have Mr. Marriott, James Elbino, the W. Do you know what? I, I am all right. I am all right. I had a couple of days of, of sulking. I, I booked a day off work just to sulk. Um, <laughs> I, I got it all out of my system um, and... Yeah, all right. Actually, I I don't I didn't I don't think I felt as bad um, as I did after last season after the playoff final defeat. Probably the fact that you know I've saved about three hundred quid probably helps matters. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, things, some of us are still going to London. So. Little things. Yeah, well, you're a pillock, aren't you? That's just silly. That's just rubbing your own <laughs> no, nose. No, no. Let's have a nice weekend with my children. It just means, right, instead of spending 150 quid on three tickets, I'm going to end up spending 150 quid on, on maybe a, an aperitif or two, you know. I just think all, all those Huddersfield and Reading, well, all right, all those Huddersfield fans <laughs> that you're going to see in Sit London. On the train, yeah, 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 yeah be right. Listen, on, on the, in the day that it matters, they'll all be, they'll be the other side of town, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yes, it, it has to be said. If we had have done this podcast any sooner, it would have been a, a, a an entirely different affair. Um, I suppose we do have to have a little chat about the game, don't we, chaps? Um, and 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 get that out of the way. It, 
it, it, oh, it wasn't brilliant. It feels like that, doesn't it? Get it out of the way. That's yeah, it. <laughs> get it out of the way. We, we've got a new season to look forward to, but we do, being the prof- professional podcasters that we are, because if, we, if we're known for anything, it's our professionalism. Um, we do need to have a little waffle about it. I know everybody's read everything. Everything's been said. We, I think we've all decided it, it wasn't brilliant, was it? We all got his hopes up so, so much when that first goal went in, just to have them dashed. Um, but... I mean, up until, let's face it, the own goal, um, things were going swimmingly well. I was very, very excited, as I tend to be, which is my <laughs> normal state as a, as a football fan. Um, and, and it was going lovely, but then after that, it just was pants, wasn't it? It just it, it just never got going for me. It was just... It... I, I, the first half was just we're, I, I was up for it, proper up for it you know, I was like, hairs on the back of my neck, I'd had a couple of, you know moments of our previous days watching James being a media whore that he is these days and you know <laughs> I, I had a little weepy moment now, watching James There's no James. media now, the media bit's been removed <laughs> Oh, you're just a whore these just days Just a whore now, yeah <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and, and I, got, I was really up for it when we got in the ground and it just didn't seem like I don't know whether we just cancelled each other out. And I think somebody made a really good point about that we finished fourth and Huddersfield finished fifth and it was goal difference and very little between the two teams. And that's how it ended up being over the two legs. Very little. It was just a penalty shootout between us. Um, looked very tired, I thought, in the second half Wednesday. Um, not sure why. And I just... I, I, the only way I think we would, would were going to win that, but it was by one nil. We had to hold on to that goal, and I, that was what I was sat there. And the, I can't, I couldn't tell you what the the game was like as a watching it as a, a neutral. Like, I just, I don't know whether it, it was a crap game or not. I, I, with hindsight, it probably was, but um, it, it was just the. I went through every emotion on on the night, just to the end, and to when they equalised, I kind of got this inkling when they equalised, that was it done. Yeah. Do you know what? My, I think my night was exactly the same of your, as yours in that in that respect. Um, and I, I mean, I, I know I say this about a hell of a lot of games, but whenever I say, "Oh, I can't, I can't remember what happened," I'd had too many beers. Normally, you know, I, I'll at least watch <laughs> the highlights before we do the podcast, so I can offer something. Uh, and I've not, I've not watched any highlights. I've not read any match mm-hmm. reports. Uh, I didn't know until the, the Thursday evening who'd actually scored for us because I couldn't remember. Um, and and it, even then, I was kind of <laughs> loath to actually go on the, the Sky Sports Centre app on my phone to actually look up who scored. Uh, I honestly couldn't have told you. I really couldn't tell you. Uh, but I remember kind of how I felt. I remember being quite, quite up for it. I remember feeling like the first half didn't really give much away. I remember at halftime still being quite positive. And then I remember, obviously, us scoring and, and everything being brilliant. And then exactly the same as you, Rich, as soon as Huddersfield scored, yeah. something inside me just said, that's it, nah. we've blown this, we've blown this. Yeah. Uh, even to the point whereby well, there were people around me that were up as we were attacking, and I was just sat there going, it's, it's, this is pointless, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I, you know, I, don't, I don't even know if I said this on the podcast. I probably didn't because I, I think I'll have been accused of being quite negative. But I'd said to... A few of my friends through the course of last season, when they said, oh, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do the other, I went, you know what, I think we'll make the playoff semi-finals, and I think we'll lose. And I think I'd convinced myself, I'd forgotten about that, I'd convinced myself that we were still on, that it was still going to happen. And then when Huddersfield equalised, it all came back to me, and I just thought, this, in, this is not our night, this is not our time. Um, and the penalties, I just stood there. I didn't, I didn't cheer for anything when the penalties were, were being taken, because, I, I, I don't know, the back of my mind, I just thought, 
it's not happening. It's not happening. And of course, I'd have gone crazy if we had have won it on penalties. But I just had this niggling thing that was just saying, nah, forget it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it it was it was horrible. It was a it was a horrible night, wasn't it? There's no other real way of of, of putting it. Really, it was. No, um, that that, it, that it nails it. That nails it. You know, um, it was. I I I think. I think it's the first time that I've actually seen a penalty shootout live. I can't remember being at a game when there's been a penalty shootout before. Um, and it's a, it's such a weird way of losing a football match because normally when one team wins and another team loses, you, you expected it, you know it's going to happen. You know there's one set of fans that is about to celebrate when the whistle goes and there's yeah. one set of fans about to you know make a quick exit down the um, down the stairs and out of the ground. A penalty shootout it is literally in a millisecond that you know who it is that's celebrating and who's going out. And that's that's weird. You know, that was such a strange, strange feeling. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't... It's not something I ever really want to go through again, I can tell you that. It's just horrible. Horrible. I, th- I think the only other penalty shootout I can remember was one in Hillsborough. I think it was against Watford um, in an FA Cup run at some point, um, which I think we won. Um on the orange, was the other one was uh, wolves away. <laughs> of course, yeah, wolves the, away. The Pressman, Pressman. Wow. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, featured on the uh, the intro music for the very podcast. Absolutely, yeah. uh, but yes, uh, at the end they were crap, weren't they? Um, we had our chances in extra time, um, obviously, which I got so excited then as well, <laughs> just had my hopes dashed again. And and like James said, I mean, I I normally win, lose or draw, watch the match back in full. Um, on the uh, the Wednesday or whatever they call it these days, but I just I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So I'm not I'm not going to bore you with highlights all that kind of rubbish because we all know and and I just couldn't. I'm sorry, <laughs> but hey ho, it's done. It's dusted. Best of luck to Huddersfield. Um, I do hope um, Huddersfield go on to uh, to win. I think that'd be cracking. I think what Huddersfield have done with the money that they've had and, and the job that Wagner's done has been cracking. So fair play to them. And, yeah, uh, I don't want to win the final. Let's let's be fair. I mean, they they did a job on us, didn't they? Um, you oh, know, yeah. I think yeah. I think that even their fans probably thought we're up against it here. You know, we we thought this is it. You know, we've done our job in the in the first in the first leg. We've just got to see it through now. We've just got to do the the hard bit um, and and you know score the goal, win the game. Not the hard bit, the easy bit. That's what I mean. Um, only the opposite of what I said. You know, um, so. It, it it was I think surprising that they kind of did to us what we what we'd done to them in the in the first leg. They really stifled us, and I think if it was yeah. um, you know if it was a battle of tactical minds, um, I, I I think Carlos lost it, unfortunately. Well, I, I was absolutely convinced that we were going to win that game, being the the super duper happy clapper I am, and and due to that <laughs> fact, I had um, agreed to go on Yorkshire Radio um, the day after. Um, radio, Yorkshire. Is be, uh, radio Yorkshire I apologise um, uh, the, the day after thinking oh it's been brilliant I'll be able to chat about the match and talk about the final and of course it all went chuffing wrong didn't it so um, being the brave soldier that I am I went on anyway and there were, were loads of Huddersfield chap on there as well and, and he said that in the first leg they thought that was a good result they couldn't believe that we didn't just plough into them for the whole game and then again at Hillsborough first 10 minutes first 15 minutes we essentially sat back again and none of us knew what was happening and the Huddersfield fans thought it was brilliant they couldn't believe that they had this this opportunity to come at us and yeah it, oh, it frustrated the chuff out of me but 
Hey ho, it's done. It's dusted. Let's move on, shall we, to, to Pastor's New and uh, see what happens. Here's a question. Where would you find all of the following in one place? Chairs, tables, beer, Vic, James, more beer, Dickyow, Eddie, more beer, and the rest of the Wednesday Week gang. That's right, it's the Riverside Cafe's new outside bar. All of your favourite lagers, ciders, soft drinks and hand pump ales are now available outside. Come and see the gang and give it a try. Riverside Cafe's new outside bar, now open on match days. Um, right, then, ladies and gents. So, uh, there has been some news today. I personally think it's good news. Um, I we'll get your chat views in a moment. But, of course, Carlos will be with us for another year, at the very, very least, as well. Personally, I think it's fantastic. Um, obviously, we know Fudger's views, even though he's not here. He's... he's Bloody rubbish. The only reason I agreed to do the podcast tonight is because I thought Fudge was going to be on. We could have a right good ding dong, and he's, he's bringing I was, letters that's down. That's why I was there for. I've got the cards walking around with the cards every, for every round, you know. That was my. Uh, <laughs> even put the special the special mankini on just for it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, 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 claim, I claim um, victory by the fact that he's decided <laughs> not to bother turning up. He knew that he lost, so he's not turned up, even though actually he won because he was right. <laughs> but yes, I mean, there are, looking through the, the Twitter feed this evening, it seems that 90, 95% of the Wednesday fans on my timeline are rather happy about Carlos Stain, which I am as well. You guys, what, what do you guys think about it? Do you know what? In in, in the aftermath of the um, semi-final, you know, obviously the thought crossed my mind. There's there's a fair chance that Carlos is going to be going, and in in the immediate aftermath, I probably wasn't that bothered. I probably thought, well, you know, maybe someone new coming in might do us good. Uh, and if it had been announced that that he was going, I I, I, I probably wouldn't have, uh, or, or I certainly wouldn't have expected to have been that bothered about it now as you know you get to grips with stuff and reality kicks in a little bit and the more i've thought about it as you know the week or almost a week has gone by i start to realize that actually um i really want carlos to stay that i think that we've we, we've said so many times over the course of not just the last season but even the season before when there were periods where we we weren't winning games that we expect to win that um stability is something that we've really lacked as a football club and through the period where we've lacked stability as a football club, we've been rubbish as a football club. Um, the period where we've actually had some stability is when we've really started to see some success. And, and you know, I accept some fans will say that last season can't be seen as a success. Uh, that's just a matter of, of people's own opinion. Ultimately, stability is what makes a football club successful. So as time's gone on, it's I've actually become quite passionate in terms of the fact of thinking I really do want Carlos to stay. And I was absolutely delighted when um, when the announcement was made today that, that he is staying. And it, it's twofold. And, and I put this on Twitter earlier, but I, I really believe really passionately in this. And, and that is that I'm not just pleased that Carlos is staying. I'm pleased at the fact that the chairman wanted him to stay. And they had the meeting and they talked about it and, and the chairman said enough for Carlos to think he wants to be here uh, and, and, and vice versa. Because how many um, chairmen and owners do you see in football now? The first sign of trouble, they pull the trigger. And we said on the podcast numerous times that we don't really know what kind of chairman we've got yet because he's not been tested. He's not had that period of when things have gone really badly and um, another football club 
he'll have pulled the trigger. We, we, we've seen that now. You know, this would have been, no one could have argued with the, the, the chairman for saying, do you know what, it's time for a clean break. It's time for us to, to, to part company with Carlos. People might have disagreed with it, but I don't think anyone would have argued with it. They'd all have said, fair dues, yeah. He's had two years and it's not happened. It, 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 you can understand why it'd be time for someone new to come in. The fact that we've got a chairman here who's um, you know, gone out of his way to try and keep that stability, um, who's obviously said what, what Carlos needs to, to hear for him to believe that it's the right thing for them to continue with this project, which you know, isn't going to be, yeah, these are the players that you've got, do your best with it. You know, he's going to have said to him, yeah, you know, we'll go out and we'll, we'll bring in what we need and, and we'll do what we need to do for us to make a real crack. Uh, what, you know, next season is going to be all about the top two, isn't it? It's going to have to be. Um, and I'm just really pleased that when he's had his first really big test, that Mr. Chancery has has done what I would want him to do, which is stand by his man, stand by the project, stand by what he believes in, um, and and move us forward. Um, and that's I, I almost feel a little bit emotional about it. Actually, I'm just really pleased at the way that the the, the whole way this has been handled over the last seven days has been brilliant. The club have, have they've announced it quickly today. There's no messing about. And you know what? For the first time today, I've actually started to feel a real kind of positivity again about football and start to think, yeah, you know, I'm still going to hurt a little bit over the summer, but I feel that we're still going in the right direction. And you know, we've got a good, we, we've got another good season ahead of us. If we'd have gone up, it'd have been brilliant, but we'd have bloody lost every week. You know, as it stands now, we can have a real good crack. Uh, uh, you know, we, we can have a real good crack at winning the league next year. That's what we've got to be aiming for. I, I, when I, um, the one thing I did catch after the match last week, I, I, I like I said to, to, to you guys earlier, I, I apologize for not coming to the pub because I really didn't feel like having a, a night of, um, you know, catching up on, you know, for a, a post mortem for one of a better term. And, um, I had Carlos on the radio and I had a full interview and he sounded really dejected and which, you know, understandably, and you can, I kind of, it, it shows it was hurting like it was for us as well. Um, and um, I, I woke up next day thinking, what, what, what's going to happen with Carlos? He obviously given he given as much out that he was he was going to chat with the chairman this week and you know see see how it was after he spent a weekend back with his family in Portugal. Um, and I was kind of I was in I wouldn't say two minds, but I think either option, if he'd have decided he wasn't going to stay, then fair play, we start again, we get somebody else in, and we we start a project again. Um, but I, I I I was quite keen for. For a third year to see how it goes, because you know it's a it's a win-win. If he comes in and loses the first five games, then you know what's going to happen anyway. Um, but you know, Carlos has now got the opportunity to to have a third season at it. If he doesn't get us up, then it'll be his time to 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 go. You know, to I think he's he's had his go. Let let somebody else, you know, let let somebody else come in and have, have a go at the uh, getting us up there but it, it, it's got to be kind of we've got to be looking at automatics and it's going to be a hellishly hard season next year because there are at least 10 teams you look at probably 10 that the, the three that have come down just people like Derby Wolves Leeds um, etc who are going to really have a go at that division um, so yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting oh, it is it's becoming a more and more difficult league, isn't it? The more and more yes. we're staying there. But but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Oh, it's, it's brilliant for football. Yeah, the competition's it's, brilliant. Exactly. But at the same time, it's it's because it's getting harder and harder to get out. Obviously, Hull went up, got a bucket load of cash last year, and now they're going to get a bucket load of cash for coming back down again. 
Um, Wolves have got massive investment, as we all have been hearing about this season, and they've just been waiting to plough it into the club. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of money swimming around, um, and it's going to make it very, very difficult and very exciting uh, for this club. But at the same time, I'd, like James said, if we'd have gone up this year, I think we'd have really struggled. And next season in the Premiership would have been awful. It would have been shocking. But, of course, we wanted to be there. Of course, we did. But then we've got another year now, not to just build on the team we've got, but to essentially prepare for the Premiership as well. Because it's going to be a massive transition. And hopefully, not just the club is ready for it, but the fans are going to be ready for it too. Because it's going to be... We've been spoilt the last two seasons. Whichever way you look at it, we've, we've, we've become accustomed to a certain type of spending and things, haven't we? And a certain type of football and what we expect from the club. And we've, we've only had that for two years. And then if we go up again, we're going to get battered every week. Um, and a defence is going to get hammered and we're going to play defensive football every week. But at um, some point, you've got to take that jump, haven't you? You've got to take absolutely. that risk. It, it's like, I, you know, when I did did what I did in November with leaving my job, you, you take a risk when it's not guaranteed what's going to happen, you know? So you've I got to take it. that risk. And, and you know, um, I saw a, a tweet from a Leicester fan last week and um, I think it was six... They, basically, they, they lost a, a playoff semi-final on penalties and six years later, they won the, they won the Premier League. So, you know, come... Uh, what are we on now? 2023, we're going to be Premier League champions, <laughs> according to that. So. Bring it on. That sounds like quite a long way away, doesn't it? 2023. Struggling to think about um, you know, the first pre-season game. Um, yeah. um, I think, I think what, what you say is, is really true in terms of the fact that, you know, of course, next season is going to be a hard season. Whether it's going to be as hard or not, I don't know. You, you expect teams like... Villa will get their house in order over the summer. Yeah. You'd expect Norwich to 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 come back strong. Middlesbrough want to um to 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 you know bounce back. Derby will will want this to be the season that they turn things around. You even look at teams like um, Forest and Birmingham who nearly went down, who will be going into the summer thinking, right, what do we do to turn it around so we've got a crack of going for promotion next season? You know, they've they they harbour ambitions quite rightly, to be in the Premier League. They've both been there before. Why Why would they not? Um, the one thing that, that we've got now that these other clubs haven't is it's we have stability. You know, we have a, a, a chairman that's proved that he's not a renegade, that he does things the right way and the sensible way. We've got a manager that knows the club inside out now. Uh, he knows the fans and the fans know him. He knows the players. He knows what they're good at. He knows what they're not good at. Um, and I think, you know, he's still been learning that over, over the last the last season and the last few months and probably in the last few weeks. Uh, but we're going to be in a better position than any other club in the league in, in that regard. There's no one that's going to have more stability than, um, than than we are. And we saw last season that that worked really well for Brighton. And, and, and not everyone is, is Brighton. I'm not saying that, therefore, you know, if Brighton have done it, therefore we're definitely yeah, going to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. But, you know, they were absolutely devastated after losing the playoff semi-finals um, last season. You know, they, they really felt that, that it was their time. And, you know, clubs can crumble away after that and they can really struggle or they can do what Brighton did. And, they, they, you know, they stand by their principles, they stand by their manager, they stand by the players that got them to that position in the, in, in the first place. And with a couple of tweaks and, and they won automatic and they should have won the league. It was silly that they didn't really. They, they really, you know, kind of took their eye off the ball in the last few weeks mm. of the season. So, um, you know, I, I see no reason why we shouldn't be talking about us doing a Brighton 
I really don't. I think that there's 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 no real cause for us to have to lose any players that we don't want to lose this this summer. Uh, we can bring in the, the the right people that strengthen it. Uh, we we didn't use the loan market very much last season, and maybe that's something we need to look at again for for next season. Whether or not that that gives us that strength that we need in terms of quality that at times we lacked a little bit. And we could have a real good go at it. And I don't think there's there's, there's going to be many teams in the league that have got that um, that have, have got that positive thing around them of having that stability. Absolutely, absolutely. It's going to be an interesting ride. Um, obviously, we'll we'll dig into the transfer things in more depth throughout the preseason. But um, obviously, looking at the transfer themselves, it looks as though what have we got seven, eight players. Out of contracts, uh, yeah, Wild yeah. Smith, Dawson, Sasso, Lapman, Dielna, Amaliosan, Samido, and Hugu Sugu Dugu 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 Sugu. split there, isn't it? And who's staying and who's going? Well, Wild Smith, I'd, I'd expect him to, yeah. to yeah. hold on to him Wild with Shackle and, and Jane. Yeah. yeah, and Dawson as well. I think they've been cracking. Um, Sasso's an interesting one. Um, yeah. See you later. Meh. Meh on you, <laughs> Meh. Uh, not, not if... just, just not, not, not good enough. And um, you know, yeah. we've we've got to be aiming for a higher caliber of of, of defender this this summer. You you need three really good centre halves, I think, and what you know, one that's pushing the other two. But would Sasso be the sort of squad element if we were to keep Sasso, but then bring in a really, really because we do need to bring in a. That's the point in keeping him then. Because he, he when wave, he has played, it? he's played well. If you like, um, he's 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 had his moments. He defensively has been all right. He's definitely he's, had his moments. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he made one really <laughs> shitty mistake. Let's face it. It's uh, not good enough. That, for, it's not good enough to get promoted. But but then is it a case that he would be back up if we did bring in an absolutely corking first class wonderful centre back, and and Sasso did drop down the pecking order but stayed at the club. I'd be quite happy with that if he was a, a squad player. If you like, I, I wouldn't but, want to see him there every week. The problem with squad players is at some point they they need to be used, uh, and the opposition don't go, oh well, he's only the backup, so we'll go easy on him. You know, it doesn't matter if he's the backup or not. If, <laughs> if that player is starting the game, they've got to be good enough. Um, and you know, I, I there are parts of Vincent Sasso's game that I like. But he will cost us points over the course of a season yeah, yeah. if he has to play games. We'd be keeping him as a squad player, thinking, "Well, I hope we don't have to play him." And that that, that doesn't make any sense. That's a that's a ludicrous situation in 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 football. Um, What's we, the point we, in having a squad player than that? who's not going to challenge? If he's not going to challenge, there's no point having it. He's not going to challenge. This is a young chap. He's, I, mean, he's, yeah, I, I don't I want mean, him like to challenge. Know. I don't want him yeah, to but, challenge. But if, I don't if you look at if you look at players like. Like Harry Kane, for instance, he, he wasn't challenging for anything at all at one point, but he 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 loves football, and and over the last couple of seasons, he's come on leaps and bounds. Nobody thought that Harry Kane was going to be the Premiership top scorer three years ago. Nobody, but then he he worked bloody you hard. That you think Vincent Sasso is going to be the Premier League top goal scorer in three years? Next. I'm not saying he's going to be the Premier League top goal scorer, <laughs> but I'm saying I see in his football massive potential. I would be happy for him to be a squad player work on his game whilst he's with us because when he did play last season there was I can only think of one mistake uh, it think, was a big chuffy mistake don't get me I wrong think, I think we need to be aiming higher better for squad players yes so you want to spend millions of pounds on squad players no but I don't want to have equally I don't want to have players that it's absolutely pointless being on the wage bill on, on the wage bill I, I, I think, think that's I always th- a perfect, perfect I think you squad. can summarise this with um, if if Semedo is given a new contract, 
um, then I think we would all say, well, we don't really want him to be playing every week. But as backup, he does his job and he does his job pretty well. He's a solid backup. You know, he does what he needs to do. And if it means just, you know, kicking the crap out of someone to stop them getting past him, then he'll, he'll, he'll do that. And we've seen it in the games that he's come in over the last six, seven weeks of the season. You know, he's, re- he's a reliable backup when we need him. Vincent Sasser's the opposite of that. He's an unreliable oh, backup. He, he makes mistakes and he costs you goals. And ultimately, goals cost you games. Um, I think you remember and- in the bad bits. Well, I, so, I am remembering the bad bits, but the bad bits are there for me to remember. But yeah. so are the good bits. You're I, just I, choosing I not can't. to. You're a very so, negative person. Let, let, let's, the more controversial <laughs> one for the me... I've been accused of that in terms of my football support. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it for once. The most controversial one for me, and that controversial isn't right, the most subjective one would be Samido. Head and heart. I put him in a coaching role. I think it's I think it's a bully situation. I do. I, think. I, I do as well. But I think he's he's only thirty one. He's still got. You can't pay a coach. I don't know. What, I don't know what Let's say he's earning ten grand a week. I'm sure Lee Bullen earned ten grand a week being a coach. But he's going to be on. I, I, let's, I would think it would be less But he's going to be in that that high thousands, which you're not going to get as a coach. I think he's going to be about five. If I'm honest. I, for me, it's one of those situations where I will say we we all saw the the photographs yesterday, didn't we, of of Carlos uh, and Mr. Chancery having their their meeting, and yeah. then we saw the one a little bit later Game on with twister. the guy, with yeah. the guy who looks a little bit like um, Matthew Kelly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, they're all sat, and you know, we assume that that was talking about who do we want to keep, who do we want to let go, who are our transfer targets, who we're putting bids in, and and they go away and they uh, they make it happen. If if Carlos um, and DC have, have sat down and they've talked about Semedo and they've decided that the amount that it would cost us over the course of the season is a worthy investment in terms of what he brings to us as a football club, then that's enough for me. I'll trust them on this, all right? Because I don't think that he's an expensive player for us to keep. And I think, you know what, if they say, well, we'll, we'll keep him, but he's going to play less next season, therefore he's going to have to accept a pay cut and he's happy with that, yeah. then I'm happy with yeah. that. Because yeah, I, I don't know what, what role he plays in the uh, dressing room, but I get the impression it's a very important one. And Agreed. if if they think that yeah. that's yeah. worth a certain amount of money over the course of a season, even if it means he's not going to play very much football, then um, I'll trust them on it and I'm fine with that. And I know there'll be people that will be screaming and shouting when they're listening to this, going, if he's not good enough to be playing, then they should be. You know, James Kay is an example of someone I know will probably tweet me when he listens to this, saying that I'm talking out my arse, I don't know what I'm talking about because I've suggested keeping someone that's that's not good enough to be playing at this level. But I trust the people that run our football club. Um, and if they feel that it's worth keeping him, that'll do for me. Absolutely. And I think I know the answer to these other questions, but we'll just say them. Uh, yes or no, chaps? Um, Lapman? See ya. Dielna? Tara? Who are you? Sugumugu Chugumugu? Ooh. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> he, did score, um, he did score a goal for us, didn't he? Quite early on. I think he yeah. scored a few. Yeah. When, he, when he first came. Um, yeah. But um, no, it's 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 got to be... Farewell, goodbye. Can we add some more names to it as well? People that aren't out of contract that we need to ship out. One of the quick one that is out of contract, but right. is an interesting one, Emmanuelson. Because we've seen him in one game, and in that one game, I thought he played quite well. Yeah. No, he's, he, he's got to go. I think I think it was a, uh, a, I say a panic. It wasn't even a buy, was it? A panic contract, mm. that was it? I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. obviously not, some, something's not been quite right, has it? So, um, you know, I think, I think he's got to go. 
And just to, to finish off for people that are on the bike, if you like, is uh, Mr. McManaman and Mr. Buckley have also obviously popped back to their parent clubs after their loan spells have come to an end. Would you like to see any of those chaps back at the club? Buckley, no. McManaman, I'm just, I'm just I, I think I expected more of McManaman, you yeah. know, and I don't think we've really seen, I don't think he's been, he's had a chance to show anything, but based on what we've seen, it'd be a no. You, you, you'd, you'd like better, shall we say? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. so, yeah. yeah. No, it's fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. It's, it's a really tricky one, isn't it? it? It really is, because I think we were excited about him coming. Um, and I, yeah. you know, I I wanted the lad to do well. He, For me, he felt a little bit like uh, last season's Aidan McGeady, where yeah, yeah. he, he kind of come at the time of the season where you just think, oh, it's that little bit of quality that we need that's just going to get us over the line. And then it, it never really happened. And I think you know, a few people have kind of said that they just question whether or not there's a temperament problem with him, and I'm not just talking about on the pitch. Whether <laughs> yeah. off the pitch, in training, you know, everything's not as as rosy as it might be. Um, and I, I, the kid's obviously got talent. But for me, I just wonder whether or not we're just better off without. We're better off st- staying away. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, right then, chap. So James, obviously, you mentioned a few ifs and buts about other players that uh, mm. aren't coming to end. Yeah, so um, I didn't realise this, but um, two players that have still got a year to go on their on their contract that you would assume that we're going to be doing our absolute best to, to ship out, uh, and, and one is Mello, um, who obviously went yeah. out on loan, didn't he, for for, for the second half of the season, um, and the other is Lewis McGugan, who's still got a year to go on his contract, um, and is I mean you know I I mean this with the utmost respect to the guy because he did a lot of good stuff for us the the season before last. Uh, but at the moment, he's just swallowing a wage up, isn't he? Because he's doing nothing, absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, surely, surely, someone like Bolton that's just got promoted, or you know, there's got to be someone that would want to take this. You know, I, I'm not even bothered about getting a transfer fee. Just get him off. Get him off. Just the get books. him off the wage bill. Yeah, yeah. We, we need him off the wage bill. Same for Mello. We've got to, We've we've got to be prepared to take the hit that we've got to let them go for nothing. Just get them off the wage bill and and trim the. You know, our squad last season was ridiculous in size. Uh, but actually, half of them just weren't very good, so you know they, they, they so, had to go. A, so, an interesting one then is um, Lucas Schwau, and I'd be interested in what you guys think about that. And also, Atinuiu, where we where, where we stand on that one. Uh, well, obviously, I have to say, obviously, why? Because he's he's Atinuiu. To me, is a is a Samido figure for the wrestling room, mm. and for Hello. a certain section of the fans. Would you want him as a coach? I'd like him as Aussie Owl, basically. I think we should have a, a special... Certain people will not be happy with that, 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 you know, being inside. Yeah, I've had this argument on Twitter a million times. And, and right now, his job essentially is no longer a striker. It is somebody that comes on the pitch when we're winning with 10 minutes ago and keeps the ball up the field, which he does incredibly well. That's his, his job now at Sheffield Wednesday. He's, he's not that right. score gold. If we're going to get to the Premier League, right, we need to start looking at better players, without a doubt. We need. I think we need, personally now, and this is where we can, you know, talk, talk about what I, I, I kind of think. I've seen people asking for about six or seven different players. That I'm not sure it's quite as much as that we need. Um, but we need three or four really good quality players. And if he's going to invest this type of money he did last year, then, you know, Four or five million on a player, or whatever. Three or four players like that, I think, but, but good ones, not not just average, more atty new use, um, who no, clearly aren't good enough to start. Um, and I think you could have better players than him on the bench as well. 
I, I think we, I think we've he's, got them. He, he's we're, that. We're an abundance of strikers, aren't we? Knew he was that mid championship kind of player for me, not the top end of the championship where we need to be fishing and the, and, and want to be. Um, and I mean, I mean, what what, what position do you guys think we need to kind of fill next season? I'd like to see some more advanced wing-backs, shall we say. I would like... Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, I think Padil's done a cracking job. I think Morgan Fox has done a great job when we've seen him as well. I think they've both played really, really well. I'd like to see the next level up. And yes, those yeah. two to be pushing that player. Exactly the same with Hunt on the right-hand side. I think yeah. he's a cracking player. He bombs on. He's full of passion. Love him to bits. But I would like to see the next level up to him and him being the player pushing to get back in the side, if you like. And that's no disrespect to those chaps whatsoever. I think they've done some belting, belting jobs this season. But I think our wing-back game, which is like, to me, it looks as though that's how Carlos likes to play. I think we need an upgrade to those positions. But with those two as bare minimum talent, if you like, squad players. Also, would um, on, on that subject... Uh, and this this might be something actually that we just want to say right okay let's box this up and talk about it in a minute uh but me and my friends were talking about uh how well or otherwise the idea of playing three at the back would work for us moving forward uh and looking at certainly reach on one side possibly hunt on the other or an upgrade on hunt on the other uh playing as wing backs um and I was playing with with three center halves we've got Lees we've got Hutch who's quite well suited to being the, the the three in a in a back three and then another uh, and Leuven's as backup and Sasso on the bus on his way home um, would would that <laughs> do you think that would work for us is it worth us exploring is it worth us talking about I don't think Carl's will do it. it I don't I don't know I think he'll do it for a second but it just feels like with the, the the squad that we've got and the way that you know we want to be able to pack the midfield we're playing three at the back allows us to to do that um, and we want to be able to play two at front and and, and again it allows you to do that. Is that trying to is that trying to fit around the players we've currently got though? Is that is that trying to? Or are you talking about having a brand a, a different system? Well, I think I think it's a, a, a potentially a system that would work better for the kind of football that we play. Because you know how many times have we sat here and said that we generally play better when we've got Hutch playing in that 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 deep midfield role because mm. it means the fullbacks can bomb forward and then Hutch can drop back and play as a third centre half if we get caught on the on the counter. Well all this is doing it, is saying, it, well even make the, that the, out make that our style of play. I, I think for me it had been the diamond in the middle and the fullbacks pushing on so you've got Hutch dropping back. I, I, and that's pretty much how we play now, isn't it? But then that, that becomes a what do you do with three midfield I mean, we tried playing three midfields last week, um central midfields I'm talking. Um in um, Lee, Hutch and Bannon. And I'm not sure it works. You, no. you kind of lose your width then. You know, you, but you Bannon's reach... not playing. He wasn't playing as a central midfielder, was he? Really? No, that's what, that's what I'm saying. But it, but by by his actual position, he is a central midfielder. He was playing out of position, playing hey, wide. Three at the back, though. Maybe that, that would essentially yeah, yeah, be yeah. packing the midfield. And I, I, yeah. I also think that Carlos would like to do that as well. I, I don't know if he's got... If he if he would be allowed to, if you know what I mean, because playing three at the back these days is seen as progressive football, isn't it? Um, which is really super exciting, um, which is I fantastic. Think, I'd love to see it. I don't know if the fans would make the transition very well. I, th- I think now's the time to reinvent ourselves a little bit because we had a great first season, 
last year we got found people there wasn't wasn't that plan B that we talked about people found us out by parking the bus yeah more points so we need more to reinvent points. ourselves for next season to to be something different see that's another thing that's slightly annoyed me is that, that obviously this this talk about we didn't play as well this season but yet we got more points more wins yeah. sorry the Crazy. It's, it's stupid. It makes no sense whatsoever. And that's why Carlos is, is still at the club. It's as simple as that. We did better than we did the season before. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the last bit was disappointing, but overall we we achieved more in, in, in Carlosisms. But I mean obviously Jay, you brought it what would you like to see? Would you like to see three at the back? Is that your preferred? Would you like to get excited? I, I don't know. I mean whether or not I don't know if I'm doing that that age-old football thing of of just throwing some shit at a wall at the moment because you think I, I you know I get the <laughs> argument the fact that we finished with more points we finished higher up the league ultimately we finished further away from the Premier League than we did the year before um, in fact we we didn't really get particularly close to the Premier League this season you know we we there, there was no point where we were a few minutes or a goal away from it as we were the year before um so at the moment i'm kind of thinking we've you know something's got to change next season we've got to do something differently you know can we just go out and set up the same and hope that things just go a little bit better for us you know a a couple of things about that team and about the system and about our mentality and 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 the whole thing just just need to change a little bit um and i'm not saying we should go back to playing how we did the year before because i think you know we, we got we got found out um i'm not saying that we should play super negative football i don't know what it is whether it's a changing formation, whether it's a changing system, I don't know. Um, but I'm interested in the idea of playing three at the back. I, 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 when I think about the players that we've got and, and the way actually that, that, that we, we tend to, when we play well, the way that we tend to play, I, 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 there's this thing that's just kind of saying, that could work for us, that could work for us. But, you know, I'm not a, a football um, expert. I'm not a football manager. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sure there'll be someone now that's probably listening to this shouting at the... At the speaker saying the reason that we won't be able to do that is because such and such and I go all oh, right yeah I didn't really think about that we'd get found out and we'd lose games but you know maybe if it's you know a couple of pre-season friendlies or something it'd be interesting to see what would happen if we did explore changing to that back mm. three system that, that that's why we pay Carlos to be a manager though for him to make those decisions we just we just sit there and, and hopefully watch us win that's that's our job yeah, I don't know we having... you know, I think that he yeah, pro- probably you mentioned about the the three midfielders against Huddersfield was was probably a mistake. It was probably the wrong call. Mm. But I don't recall m- many people in the pub when the team came out saying, "Oh no, that's wrong." No, that's no, wrong, that's all. wrong. Not everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, good on." But afterwards, I, every, everyone's quick thing, to say, it? "Well, I didn't think it was right yeah. to start with." Yeah, yeah absolutely, pissy to say in hindsight. Um, but you know, moving forward, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Carl's will be aware of the fact that can we just go out and set up exactly the same and 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 just hope that things just go right for us next season? I don't know. I don't think they will. And I know we're sort of mixing conversations here as well, but just to quickly pop back to what you said there, Jay, if we had achieved the same level of success in the league that we did last season, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs in the first place. We'd have been Leeds, wouldn't we? So I, I do no, think... No, no, point... no, we could never be that bad. Exactly. <laughs> I, I do think the point needs yeah. to be made that but, if but... we had to finish on the same points, we wouldn't have been in the playoffs. So... But th- this is swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Because you could yeah. argue that actually, you know, we, we, we got as close to the Premier League as Leeds did. We might as well have finished where Leeds did. Ultimately, no, no, we, we, we we didn't win promotion, so it doesn't matter how close or otherwise you you come. Ultimately, you know you have but a target, be... and if you if you don't achieve that target, then it doesn't really matter how close you get to it. Unfortunately, it's not it's not worked. And I'm not. This is not me having to go at, at Carlos or having to go at the players or anything. And I'm not. I'm certainly not. You know, throwing my my, my teddy out or anything by um, 
by saying that you know ultimately last season was a failure because we didn't we didn't win promotion, which was the aim of it. You know, you you don't have yeah. an aim to finish two positions higher than you did last season. Actually, next season we could do. We could have that as a, an aim. Yeah, but only. There's no there's no way at the start of the season <laughs> that that Mr. Chancery sat down with Carlos and said your aim is to finish two positions higher than you did last season. The aim was to get promotion, and we didn't. If if we had have finished two positions lower and not made the playoffs, would Carlos? Would this have been a different news story today? Do you think? Of course it would. Yes. Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 you know, I think that I think that we did enough last season for 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 us and certainly for the chairman to still have belief and faith in the project. Uh, and, and and in that regard, you know, we, we that, that's a good thing. That's a real positive for us that as fans we're able to still believe in in what we're doing. And yeah, if we'd have finished in seventh where Leeds did, then we wouldn't have that faith. And and of course we would be looking for a new manager now, uh, and we'd all be pretty disgruntled as as fans. Um, I don't think we're disgruntled as as fans. I think we're disappointed and we're upset and we're hurting a bit. But I don't think we're disgruntled. Um, but I, I still and it, I, it's, it seems really harsh saying it, but I can't see looking at that season as anything other than a failure in terms of the fact that we didn't achieve what we set out to achieve. And there was a lot of positives from it, but the headline figure was that we were going for promotion to the Premier League and we didn't get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, right, then. Um, obviously, we shall... I'm sure we'll have a lot of discussion over the next um, couple of weeks. We are going to have a few weeks off, of course, but uh, uh, when we do get back into all this, the transfer news will be flying. I am thoroughly looking forward to our um, marvellous um, ITK accounts appearing again, which will be marvellous. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to be linked with Mr Rhodes, are we? Um, and to be honest, I don't think we really want to be linked with Mr Marshall anymore, Ooh. do we? Can we, no, can we come up with? Can we each pick a player that we want to start a rumor about that we're going to get linked with? I wonder if the rumor start rumor lounge might start up again. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, good idea. Can we start that, it now? It? Can we can we kick it up here and now? <laughs> we each pick one player that becomes our new Jordan Rhodes, and and all the way through the summer, every time we record a podcast, we'll we'll make something up about how we've been linked to them. This is great. This is a test to see who actually listens to the playoff semi final defeat post match podcast. <laughs> whether or not when they when they've come back to us at the start of next season and they're like oh we'll be linked with so and so I think we should do that I think we, we should each now be allowed to pick one player that we can make up crap about for the rest, the rest of the summer uh, fire away you go first alright I'll go first then I'm going to pick Tom Kearney from Fulham fantastic Richie that's a good question um the only one I can think of is he's in. He's just gone up to the Premier League, and that, that was Dunk. Well, I'm I'd, lo- go... I'd love to see Dunk at Hillsborough. I'm going to go big guns. I'm going to really, really be ITK, and I'm going to say Ross Barkley because apparently there's some whispers at Everton oh. that he's, he's not too pleased, <laughs> is he? I love so every chance really. that one. clearly he's going to come back, want to come back to his his his, his lovely club where he had such a wonderful time. Uh, so I'm going to go Barkley. Um, that'd be hilarious. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary. Maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 232 6121. 
<laughs> right then, uh, ladies and gents. So let's crack on. Um, there's not a, a, obviously a huge amount of other real Wednesday news. Um, just as a bit, as an aside, uh, one thing we did forget to mention last week. Um, obviously, uh, the under-23s became champions of the world um, after winning um, their uh, playoff final with Hull. Uh, Jay and I actually spent time at the football together, which was really rather unusual, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very strange actually spending a football match with James. Um, First time we've after, done it, isn't it? Yeah, First time after all these years of waffling about together. football. Yeah, absolutely. Did, did he have, James, did he have his hat on? His, his loading hat? No, I, I, I tweeted it actually saying I was at the game with Lord Hillsborough. No one will be able to recognise him because he's, he's not got the hat on. He went in disguise. He went as a, as a normal-looking person. The thing is, when we actually met, James started singing You Can Keep Your Hat On, which was very strange. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> there was an after the game. <laughs> the thing is, it was, a, it was a thoroughly enjoyable game of football. I, I, I don't know about you, Jay, but I was pleasantly surprised about the actual quality of the football that the under 23 were playing. Some, Not some... just from a Wednesday point of view, but yeah. from the whole point of view some... as well. Some brilliant stuff, yeah. I thought that we, um, I, th- I thought that the lads looked great. I really did, and I think that when you go to a game like that, you because it's you know it's it's a level or two below what you used to watch, and in fact, it's you know arguably a few more levels below, isn't it? So you sort of in your head, you sort of account for that. So you sort of expect to see lots of mistakes, and you think, well, it's not going to be very good, but as long as we're a bit better than them. But you know what? I thought it was a, a terrific standard, really good. You know, comparable to certainly some of the the football that we see in this country in the football league. You know, some really good stuff played. Um, I thought that um, obviously George Hurst is it's first time I've seen him play properly, other than you know bits and bobs kind of coming on in um, in cup games and in um, in pre-season friendlies and stuff like that is, is phenomenal. Uh, but the person that that really blew me away, who I think has got immense talent, uh, is Matt Penny, who is mm, a absolutely. seriously good player and on the ball one of the most confident and skilled players that I've actually seen in a Wednesday shirt for a long, long time. He he could just waltz past <laughs> sometimes three or four Hull players and they just weren't able to get near him. He's one of those players that it, it feels like the ball is stuck to his foot. So it doesn't matter, like, three players go at him at the same time and he somehow manages to come out of the situation with the, with, with the ball. Um, and, and, you know, four or five times he went on some really good runs. So definitely that is a name for us all to uh, to watch and remember because I think we might just have a little star on our hands there. Yeah, I first saw him play for the Young Owls in Italy uh, about six years ago, I think it was. We went on a, a trip with Wednesday Eye and uh, he was playing for the Young Owls, whatever team they were at that point. Um, so, see, and, and I, I, I don't really recollect a lot about him, but uh, from what I've seen you know, it's, now, he's kind of well, really well, well regarded. No, oh, absolutely. There's, there's some really, 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 really good performances, and I, I honestly wasn't expecting the football to be that good, and I was utterly, utterly surprised that it was. And in, in a brilliant way, of course, it was fantastic, and uh, the coaching staff I thought were fantastic, and and it was just a, a lovely, lovely evening. I really, really enjoyed it. And it has to be said, the celebrations after. I mean, how fantastic! I mean, the, the I, I'm trying to avoid the word saying kids here because I'm getting to be a rather old man these days, <laughs> and to me, these are young young lads. But they they really really enjoyed themselves as well. It was brilliant, absolutely fantastic, and fair play to all as well because again, a lot of their players, it was really really good football. Thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, well done to those chaps as well. 
Um, right then, ladies and gents. So, last little thing on the agenda really is the uh, the international watch. It has been um, announced that we've got a few players that will be playing for their country. First of all, the superstar, of course, Atinu, um will be playing for Kosovo mm. again. Mm. <laughs> He's going to score. You just wait. I'll tell you what's He'll get his second goal of the season. <laughs> See, what's going to happen here is they're actually going to play him as a striker and not a, a, a holding striker, as I've now renamed his That's position. because they haven't got any others. They haven't got anyone else. They've got Yeah, and you watch. He's going to score 15 goals when he actually plays as a striker. It's going to be amazing. And everybody's going to love him again. And then when he comes, we can crown him the king of Hillsborough and things. Um, <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Uh, there's been some interesting developments in the Scotland squad, hasn't there, Jay? Yeah, so... Um... Barry Bannon is in the uh, Scotland squad. Stephen Fletcher is in the um, Scotland squad. They were both in it the last time that it, it came around. Uh, the difference this time is there's no place in the squad for Jordan Rhodes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's, not, it's not started regularly towards the end of the season, so you can understand that kind of, in a certain... Yeah, can understand I, that. I, I think the you just wait after the time. first game of next season. Do you think? Yeah, um, it's 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 not. It wasn't the best second half of the season for him, was it? And whether he ever fully got up to match fitness or not, I don't know. And and I don't, I don't want it to sound like I'm making excuses for him because I like Jordan Rhodes. I do. I think that he contributes a lot. Um, and you know, I'm I'm glad that we've not really gone down the whole, you know, let's bash Rhodes because he didn't feel confident to take a penalty. I'm kind of not surprised because I think that the 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 lads really had a a, a bit of a crap time of it and. He he needs he needs the summer now, and he needs a preseason, uh, and I think that he'll be a star for us next season. I really do, and I actually think probably being left out of the, the Scotland squad is is probably actually a good thing for him. I'd, I'd agree with that completely, James. I think he um, a preseason with us, and next season there'll be a different kettle of fish. Yeah. yeah, and after the first six games when he scored his first. 20 goals. I'm sure Scotland will be banging on the door for him back after that as well, <laughs> which will be fantastical. Um, I, uh, I, to be honest, I've not seen it announced, but have we seen anything about Mr. Badil and etc. etc. being um, called about? I, to be honest, I've not really seen anything. I've only seen the Scotland, the Kosovo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I've seen. Not, yeah, the, the England squad hasn't been announced, has it? So there's there's obviously not 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 all been announced yet. So um, yeah, there could well be there could well be more, and maybe by the time you listen to this, that the, the, there may already have been a couple more. The, uh, the the young England squad has been announced, of course. Um, Mr Hurst will be part of that as well, which has become pretty normal now as well, which is marvellous. Love it, absolutely fantastic. Uh, so, of course, we all wish uh, all the best to the Wednesday players uh, when they're out with their respective countries in the summer as well. Um, right then, ladies and gents, that's going to bring us to an end of this week's proceedings. James, if people want to scream and shout at you on Twitter about your outrageous views um, on the podcast this evening where can we do that all be I'd like that I feel like I'm a bit void of, of the football debate at the moment um, so yeah you can get me at James Marriott uh, on um, on Twitter fantastic Dickie oh boy where can people find you over there on the Twitterage you can find me at Dickie Owl um, I don't suppose I'll be talking much football for a bit I'm having a bit of a no, you know, a few weeks out, you might see a few pictures from my London trip this this weekend. There'll be no no football on that whatsoever. Just beer, <laughs> food, and uh, maybe uh, a train full of Huddersfield fans on the way down, which would be interesting. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Of course, you can get all of me over there at Lord H. That's E-L-0-R-D underscore H. To be honest, the only thing I actually tweet about is football because... Um, that's all Lord H exists for. Um, so <laughs> you'll be seeing all that nonsense as usual. Um, of course, you can get all of the podcast at TWWcast as well. Please do, of course, get all of um, Mr. Sausage Arms, Eddie, over there as well. Victoria, who is literally on the beach at the moment, which is why she's not here. I think she, she just beat Alistair twice at pool. So, Alistair, you loser. <laughs> and, of course, Mr. Fudge, our ever-ready Mr. Fudge, who I'm sure... We'll be screaming at his speakers, as James uh, said there, because he would have loved to be on this evening. Why the chuff is not here, we don't know. But tell him, say, oh, fudge, why weren't you on the podcast? And I'm sure he'll call you bloody rubbish as well. Um, you probably ladies... can't. I think his account is still private. Oh, of course, yes. He's still looking for uh... a job. So he doesn't want uh, prospective employees to see the, uh, the normal... So don't follow him at uh, Dan Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a huge queue as soon as he reopens his doors, isn't he? Oh, what an awful thought. Oh, hey. um... <laughs> 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 bloody rubbish um, again ladies and gentlemen we would like to say a massive massive thank you to all of us and all this bit's a bit gushy and all that kind of thing and I don't mean to be but um, obviously from a podcast point of view we have seen a big jump in listeners this season as well and we really really do appreciate you, you listening um, of course I please do ask if you've enjoyed this season um, listen to our nonsense please do pop on there to iTunes just a little star, a five star review for all of the hours and hours and hours worth of bloody rubbish podcasts that we've done for you it will be really really very much appreciated and of course ladies and gents be good be safe and we shall see you real soon It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. Hold up. 